Good evening, Mr. Haynes, Mr. Malone, Mr. Foster. What are you fucking nerds doing here? Uh, what is this? Um, you know what? I don't know. That's okay. 64? No, I know we're over 64. Mm. Uh, here's what I'll do. Okay. Uh, Alright, 3, 2, 1. Hello, Cretans! Welcome back to another episode of the Nerd or Not podcast. What is the number of this particular podcast? I don't know! Are, are we podcasting? Oh, shit! I'm sorry! Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we're a little rusted. We haven't done this in a bit because September is busy as hell. God damn. I mean, well, how many concerts and festivals and other things are coming through this town that just oh. wear you the fuck out? Yes, finding ourselves awash among the throng of flesh that is Orlando, the Orlando entertainment industry. It is. I mean, we're. Th- I consider myself thankful to live in a town where so much happens. Mm-hmm. I just wish it wouldn't happen so much at once. Like, you was, know, spread it out. I was going to say, it seems like the core of the uh, the core of the buzz that goes on in this town, it all seems to happen in, like, the same two-month range out of every <laughs> year. And, uh, and that all seems to gravitate around one event, one particular event. And I think you might know what that is. Because we just went there, and that's kind of why we're, like, a little bit out of sorts right now. Oh. I yes. thought you meant the Lou Gardens Festival. The Lou Gardens Festival, exactly. That is what you call a riot. <laughs> no, it's not the goddamn Lou Gardens Festival. Oh, uh, could it be uh, the the Wide World of Sports in Bithlow? They have some pretty they have some pretty quality like uh, motorsports competitions out in Bithlow, but no, nah, that's not what I'm thinking about either. Figure eight death races, demo derbies, boat on a trailer. When people who live out in Bithlow are listening to this, and they're like, oh, what? People in Bithlow don't have power. Come on. <laughs> Brandon, you need to steer that bike a little harder so we can grind up some coffee. <laughs> Which is a bit of a bummer, because I feel like we're missing out on a pretty uh, chunky demographic sampling out there. Oh, yeah, all three of them. Yeah, like, hypothetically, hey, it'd be three guys listening to us and going like, man, all these dudes talk about is poo and dicks. Hey, we would triple our broadcasting audience. We would, and that's why I'm saying we should, uh, we should, you know, not pressing the point too much, but go out there with a bag of buttons, just fling them. <laughs> yeah, I carried those with me to Universal. Uh, yeah, we have some some Cretans Guild Stranger Things themed buttons. Now, what Stranger <sighs> Thing are you thinking about in trying to say that? The one that's not working in between my ears because that thing <laughs> is strange as fuck. <laughs> We are that's, exhausted. We that's are, a deranger we, thing. Yeah, that's well, what that well, is. Yeah, easily. Mm-hmm. So today is, uh, just l- pulling the curtain back a little bit, today is a Friday. Mm-hmm. We went to, Corey and I went to Halloween Horror Nights on Wednesday and just about killed ourselves. Yeah. And thank you for reminding me that it was, uh, uh, that, it, that we uh, did Halloween Horror Nights on Wednesday because I, there's a bl- big black space between Tuesday and, when- and Thursday that I'm trying to, like, recover uh, as far as I know, I just woke up Thursday morning and was like, oh, I guess I got to go to work. I don't know what happened yesterday, but fucking whatever. Oddly enough, I believe that's how Germany receives uh, 1939 to 1945. <laughs> 
It's just it's we have on vacation. <laughs> they they just tuned out for a little while. I know. I wanted to talk. Oh shoot! That that was reminding me of that show that I was watching, Dark. All right. Do you want me? Do you want me to keep that for the sure, next go one? Ahead. No, no. Talk is... about Dark. Let's hear it. <laughs> Get dark it's, on us. It's a good show. It is. It is seriously good. That was like my last, uh, my last uh, uh, primal binge on uh, on a, on any streaming service. And um, if Adam wants to have me around to uh, talk about that, now, the second season wasn't recently launched, but it was this year in July after taking like a two year break. So apparently that's how Germany rolls. Uh, uh, by the way, pimp in that stream, uh, streaming giants with our guy uh, Gumby. Anyway, um, so it's a German show, and it's kind of like. Um, it's kind of like if you took Lost, you didn't cheat the viewers out of all the uh, mysteries, <laughs> out of all the mysteries that Lost was piling and piling upon itself over its seven-year, uh, uh, seven-year uh, uh, running runtime, and uh, you mix a whole lot of like um, time travel plus theoretical and quantum uh, physics subject matter into it, and it's it's time travel, so it's going to be ropey as hell, of course. But uh, it's it's Germany, and it deals with time travel. So obviously, they're gonna have to go back in time to some pretty unpleasant business. But now here's the th- here's but well, first I want to ask you, Bob. Uh, okay, you told me that when I was telling you about this earlier uh, earlier in the week, you were like, there is a caveat that might uh, be at fault for dictating why this show doesn't actually touch upon any of World War II. Yeah, I believe in in Germany, it's illegal to – don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's illegal to uh, mimic or do anything that is in uh, – That like references World War II or the Nazi Party at all. More of the Nazi Party, but yeah. Yeah. With the Nazi Party, you're supposed to not see. So um, – Like if you go goose-stepping, you can get arrested for that. That's, oh my that's god, really? Mean. Yeah. All right. So I guess in Germany's popular entertainment, you're not supposed to directly refer to them either. So the way that the plot for this show is set up is that it's not just time travel, but it, it uh, sticks uh, it sticks stringently by um, by Trinity symbolism. So uh, when when people do travel through time, it's either 33 years in the past or 33 years in the future, and it's treated as like a, like a cyclical phenomenon. So you can only time travel. Uh, in 1986 to 1986 or 2019 or 19, what was the one before that? 1953. And then before that's 1920, whatever. But okay, the thing so is it's that time travel with rules, basically. It's time travel with, yeah, with structure. I'm not going to say rules because it does try to get away with some shit. Mm. And, but I'm going to wait for the third season to roll around in about another two years before I can start complaining in earnest about that shit. Because whenever you begin sticking paradox theory in front of me and using that as like a narrative, uh, a narrative thread, then I'm like, you sons of bitches, you can't, you don't, <laughs> don't you fucking start with this now. Well, this is going to happen uh, because I'm willing it to happen, but not for comedic purposes. I just know it to be true. And then all of a sudden it happens. It's like, you dick. That's just cheap. <laughs> that is cheap shit. Marty McFly still being in the future when he's 40, even though he left 1985 just scraping that crap off the bottom of your foot and putting it onto a screenplay crap. Uh, wait, where was I? Sorry. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> hey, just just round it out like this. The Hulk said it best. Yeah. That's not how time travel works. And to Endgame's credit, they established some sort of they established some sort of cause causal rule to it that unfortunately Steve Rogers, that star spangled schmuck, <laughs> fucked up by the end of the movie. <laughs> 
They were doing so well with it, too. Anyway, all right, back to Dark. Sorry. Yeah. So one of the periods that they travel back to is obviously the late uh, 1930s mm-hmm. when some shit starts to happen. And people are always referring to, well, this guy I said on the radio or I've heard speeches given by this one particular cult of personality out in Berlin that we are not to be accepting these other types of people and these other groups of Whoever are the cause of all our problems and this stuff. And it's like, just say Hitler, you fuck. I mean, <laughs> everybody, the rest of the world's just kind of like looking at you and cringing like, is he going to do it? He's going to do it. He's gonna oh, do it. he doesn't want to do it. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, and I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the, 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 the part in, like in, in the third season, if they ever like start to show their balls and they're like, no, we're going all in on the Nazi shit. <laughs> How much they can get away with without tripping the censors? Like, are they going to just show the back of somebody, somebody with a really strict comb over, <laughs> uh, wearing a tan, uh, wearing a tan, uh, uh, what, do, what do you recall this kind of a military jacket? Oh, like an SS outfit? Yeah. And, like, they're going to have that guy not speak German because even that might be too on the nose. He's going to be talking in, like, Canadian French or something. <laughs> <laughs> He has an Austrian accent. He has an Austrian accent, yes. Technically not German. Here's here's one way they can get around it. Okay. They're in a beer hall. Uh-huh. And, like, one of them turns to the other guy. Says, so, Hans, I hear this book author is coming to give a speech here at this bar. <laughs> don't, don't give me a break on the accent. <laughs> door opens up. Before you can see who comes in, mm-hmm. in between the doorway and the camera for the uh-huh. show is, like, this other patron of the bar, but he's a really big dude, Uh and he just happens to be blocking the (laughs) viewpoint of whoever it is who's walking in, Uh and you can make out he's carrying a book that says Mein Kampf, (laughs) but you can't see it because this this big beer drinker is just standing there, just Uh right in front of the camera, blocking the view. You try to go to the left, he goes to the left, he goes to the right, he goes to the right. (laughs) So it's going to be like that, that gag from the Austin Powers movies, right? Yeah, 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 with the camera. Where, where, yeah. they, where they're constantly obscuring genitals, except in this case, it's a, it's a genocidal dictator. Yeah. And like every, t- and every time somebody talks, they like subtly refer to what's being obscured. Like somebody will like, oh, look at the fury, fury dog. Look, he's so fury. <laughs> a waitress walks up with a tray and blocks mm-hmm. the, his face. Uh huh. <laughs> but but on but on the can is a picture of a mustache less Hitler. <laughs> Or he's he's having a coughing fit. He's having to cover most of his face with his hand for the entire time. So you can just make him out from the eyes up. I can't. Why are you hiding your face, my Fuhrer? Oh, it's such an awful smell in here. (laughs) I cannot stand the smell of bratwurst. I am a vegetarian. Perhaps you might have read that in some anti-vegetarian propaganda at some point. Bring me more sauerkraut! Okay. So... The other side of this is that there's a lot of like uh, there's a lot of like other less direct uh, references to that particular time in Germany's history. Like a one of the big bads wears a military outfit that is very much like the SS, mm-hmm. um, and other uh, other such <laughs> other such jovial touches like that. And it's like they it's it's like you just keep waiting. You're like, all right, just quit fucking fu- quit fucking around. You guys, you know what you're talking about. And it's making the rest of us laugh at you. <laughs> but it was so funny. 
Maybe you could just like travel in time in the future to when everybody just kind of forgets. <laughs> but there's still Euro trash pop music. Yeah, there's still Euro trash pop music because that's part of Germany's lifeblood. And honestly, yeah. everybody enjoys it. Whereas in 19 whatever, 1936 to 42, nobody was enjoying life in Germany whatsoever. I don't know if I came up with this on my own, but I'm going to recite it now. Yeah. That there are two kinds of people you can make fun of without any issue whatsoever. Huh. One of them are Nazis, because who the fuck's going to defend them? Naturally. And the other one are Canadians, because they're probably in on the joke anyway. <laughs> uh, Trailer Park Boys is, I believe, a very good exhibit for that theory. Yeah. Anyway, we went to Halloween Horror Nights or some shit. Yeah, that's why we're so loopy as hell talking about Germany and dark and everything. All right, let's actually get into the discussion. Now, this episode shouldn't take us too long, but knowing us, we'll still stretch it out to like 90 minutes. Oh, of course. uh, Yeah. Yeah. But hey, uh, thanks for coming along for the ride. Now, first off, if you saw, we did shoot a video and that is uploaded on our our YouTube channel. So Mm -hmm. go ahead, check that out. Now we're going to go into a little further discussion about some of the things we did that particular day. So right off the bat, uh, we had a two-park pass, and we didn't start at Universal. We went over and started at Islands and decided, you know what, neither of us had done the new Hagrid's Ride, which has an incredibly long name. I think it's Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Yeah, they didn't have Twitter in mind when they came up with the name of that that (laughs) mess. Now here's the the amazing thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I was able to get on this first Harry Potter ride. I was able to get on because uh, the 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 Adventure One and uh-huh. Gringotts. I cannot yeah. r- physically ride that. They they made them for uh, small people, apparently. I guess Not so. For- I don't. I've. I mean, I've seen some people get on those. It's weird how every ride is different. Uh, those two rides and Hulk, I cannot. Okay. The Mummy, and there's like a, like one or two others I can get on. Uh-huh. It's just strange how the ride is, how it dictates how big you have to be to get really on this ride or weird. not. Really freaking weird. Because Gringotts is Gringotts is little more than the mummy with a couple of hydraulic sections in it. And you're able to, the hydraulic sections are, by the way, like the ones in the Hagrid ride that they let you on. So what's the fucking big deal? I, just ride configuration. It's the only thing I can really think of. I guess but so. Um, Hagrid's. Anyway, yeah. we... We got on the thing. They took us off. All right, you need to do the seat thing. And it's like, because mm-hmm. I assumed that I had to sit in the the, the bitch seat the whole time. You go the sidecar. Yeah, the sidecar because it, it's obviously bigger. So right. I'm, I'm gonna have to sit there. We sit down. They said no, get up, and we change seats. They put us all the way in the back of the ride, mm-hmm. which any coaster junkie would tell you that's where you want to sit if you want to feel every freaking G force in the world. Yeah. That's that's where you want to get. Uh, that's where you t- typically get the most pull, unless you're mm-hmm. on an inverted coaster. Well, yeah, yeah. Then you're gonna feel it regardless. Right. So Hagrid's. Uh, what was? What's your opinion of that ride? What was my opinion of it? Hagrid's. Uh, for one thing, uh, what was it that we said in the queue? Uh, the two stars. There's like mascotted characters for each ride. Like it's Harry. Uh, it's Harry and Weasley and her, her, her hernia. Hermione. Hermione. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just I was just thinking of the song "Living with Hermione," and um, <laughs> and you know they're the mascot uh, for the uh, for the Hogwarts ride. And then Gringotts is uh, one of the dwarves plus uh, another ginger who I don't recognize from any of the Harry Potter trailers. And then the characters for this were like um, Hagrid, 
who's Robbie Coltrane, which I'll fucking see anything with him in it, even Harry Potter stuff. And somebody somebody else I didn't recognize who turned out to be who? Oh, Ron, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the Weasley father. Yeah, Ron Weasley's dad, who is apparently like a wizard mechanic. That's his That's his hobby, is uh, fixing up uh, vehicles. Yeah, so he's a wizard by trade, and then by practice, he he's a mechanic of some sort. Yeah. So, I think that's either, fair to say, yeah. either way, he's attuned to dual disciplines, and he uses magic in order to aid in this hobby of his. And I'm like, this motherfucker is interesting as hell. Why does he not have his own book series? <laughs> he needs his own book. Yeah, it, it, it was great. And then they had that, like, anteroom up in the queue where it was like we were underneath the floorboards of his workshop or garage or whatever the hell it was yeah and you could see like um you could see like the refraction of the uh the motorcycle's afterburner as it's like squealing out over overhead yeah yeah as they were testing out the the fuel system yeah the dragon fuel i know like the those little presentational touches just made the entire ride and by far it's like my favorite one out of the whole potter verse uh uh, uh thing they've got going on over there um but, uh, yeah, well, not, not just because of the queue, but because from square one, they start you off with this concept, like, right on the drawing table. You're on a motorcycle that flies. I'm already there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. That's all I need. Yeah, pretty much it. Pretty much it. For coaster aficionados, it's probably not going to do a whole lot for you, except... The whole idea of being on a flying motorcycle is that they, while there's no like, there's no like uh, super hairpin turns or loop the loops or anything like that, um, it feels very open and very freeing. So obviously they can't go too fast because if you go, if you break a certain uh, 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 speed, uh, if you if you break a certain speed condition on a coaster that's that open, then you run the risk of like somebody getting injured because a beetle flew in their face or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And, that's 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 one of the, uh, that's a that's a part of uh, one of the considerations you have to take into engineering roller coaster. I think I saw on uh, a write up online that for some of the parts where you're going straight and that's where it really hits the, the big speeds. Yes, you're hitting somewhere around sixty to sixty five miles at those points. Sixty, really? For the for the straightaways where you're not curving or 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 dipping up and down. Interesting. Um, well, it didn't in the play in the parts where there was like severe dips and climbs. Um, you would get some pretty decent G's, but it wasn't. It's not going to be the Hulk. That's for damn sure. Um, the greater thing that this this ride pulls off than any serious and I use the term in like you know scare quotes uh, coaster is that it it does a lot in giving you the illusion that you were just like freaking the fuck out all over this place, <laughs> which um, I was. Yes. Um, and then there's like a twist ending. Uh, I don't know whether or not to call it a twist or what, because you actually saw a ride through of it or something. And I did see a ride through, and, I, and yeah. as soon as we sat down, the memory of that video just blanked out. I didn't remember anything. And then we get to some parts, was like, oh yeah, we go backwards now. Yeah. Oh shit, we're going backwards <laughs> now. But it was the part where we were reaching the end of the track, and you're like, wait, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. And then and then you're like, oh, it does the backwards thing. Okay. Yeah, and then I'm gonna. Oh, actually, what happened was as we were going up that incline, uh -huh. I had that full sensation. Okay, we're gonna go over a hill and take a huge vertical dive. Yeah. And then like, we just stopped. I'm like, oh, this is where we go backwards. <laughs> um, and then you go back into a cave, and then it drops you. Um, no, no, let's touch on that because yeah, that yeah. one I completely forgot about. Oh, really? Yeah, you come. You're still going backwards, and for me. 
once I do something once or twice, yeah. and I'm familiar with how it's going to curve, when it's going to dip, when it's going to do this or that, I get more comfortable with it. The very first time, I kind of freak out a little. Mm-hmm. So as we're going backwards, I can't see where we're going. Yeah. So I'm clutching on for dear life. Yeah. <laughs> we go into like this cave, and then we just come to another stop. And I'm thinking, okay, track in front of us is going to turn or change or something, and we're going to take off again. Uh-huh. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Drop straight down what had to been about eight feet. Yeah. Oh, what a bit. Well, it was it was like a, it was like a it was like a Pirates of the Caribbean style drop where it's not supposed to like shoot your stomach up into your neck. That but, was um, a that's more of like a slide drop. We vertically dropped. You mean relative in relative positions? Yes, it was a straight drop. It was almost as if uh, uh, another track descends from your position to a lower uh, to a lower uh, bearing. But it's kind of like a very very quick rendition of Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Very very brief. Yeah. Um. I think the coolest thing about that, though, in getting across that illusion that you're just, like, hauling ass the entire time is that all of the uh, recuperative segments of the, of, um, or the, I'm, I'm sorry, not the recuperative stuff. The recuperative stuff is like a chain incline. Um, most of the propelling, I don't know if that's the right for a term for it, um, but most of the parts that propel you along the track are all on a rail, like the beginning of the Hulk. So there's no slowdown on the ride whatsoever. I mean, except for the one part where you stop and then you drop into a cave. But, but other there, than there that, are a couple of slowdowns where they want you to look at, like, hey, here's this animal animatronic we spent a lot of money on. Check it out. Look at oh, it. Look okay, at it. Yeah, okay, now we're gonna go fast again. There's a couple of diorama set pieces too in there. But like, whenever, whenever you are, whenever you're being made to take off on that on that track, you are still at like face level when it happens. Mm-hmm. So it felt like you were constantly going. It was also probably one of the longer coasters on property too. Because I can remember doing the dragons, and I did the Hulk later that day just to make sure. But those things are like over almost lickety split. And this you one was on like a. Islands? Huh? Islands property? At least on islands, yeah. Hagrid's is great, if not for it possibly positioning itself to be the great. Uh, to be the Thunder Mountain Railroad of Universal Studios. Okay. Maybe if I ride it two or three more times, I would agree with that. Because uh, right now it scared the piss out of me. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I, I, I guess the big difference is with Thunder Mountain, uh-huh. you're sitting in a car and there's walls and there and you don't go half as fast as you do on Hagrid's. It doesn't seem like you do, but I think you might, especially on that twisty bit towards uh, the end. Uh, yeah, well, like I said, I'd have to ride it two or three more times to, to actually get my bearings and mm-hmm. and decide that for myself. But... Um, yeah, it's a great. It's a. I'm not a uh, coaster junkie, and I still enjoyed it. It was really good. Uh, even if you've done like a, a pretty, uh, a pretty admirable uh, amount of coasters, mm-hmm. there are certain coasters that you like divvy up into uh, how they appeal to you by category. Like, okay, well, these are like speed freak coasters, and these pull off a lot of like interesting stunts, and these have a lot in the way of theatrics. Uh, the theatrical ones are going to be Thunder Mountain, your Space Mountains. Um, I think even the Mummy. Because that doesn't pull yeah. any serious G's either, but that's the yeah. fucking awesomest fucking coaster. It, it um, can hit some good some good G's, but yeah, there is a lot of theatrics on that one yeah. too. Yeah, you get you get solid speed on any of them, of course. But um, but the thing is that like my, like Thunder Mountain, uh, Hagrid's did a lot more to embed you within the experience of the coaster itself, and not pull off any like technical. Well, there was a lot of technical wizardry in order to go towards that end, but it's nothing like. You're not gonna get your eyelids flung to the back of your skull. Um, you're not gonna. Uh, you're not gonna be missing any hair when you get off of it. It's. It's not like. It's not like a. 
It's not like a speed junkies. Speed junkies? That's just a junkie, really. <laughs> it's not like an adrenaline junkies affair, you know? But it's, it's not like an still, ATM machine. It's still fucking great. Yeah, it's not like going up to an ATM machine when you just got paid and you're like, I'm pulling out a hundred bucks today. Fuck yeah! Give it to me! That's how you Good get job, right man. in the middle class, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, from after Hagrid's, uh, the rest of our time at Islands was kind of uneventful. It's just the same old, same old. Uh, Kong, Spider-Man, then you did Hulk. Uh, you well, got on and off that pretty freaking quick. Single riders. Uh, during the first four years of it operating, even during down season, it commanded pretty good numbers. But I got in the single rider line, just scooted up, was there in under a minute, and then I got off because it's a really fast coaster. I, I hope I hope it's I hope it's still pulling in pretty decent numbers during the holiday season or during the tourist seasons because oh yeah 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 I don't yeah, want yeah. it to go away like Dueling Dragons did that's no. a, that's one of my favorite coasters. First off, you don't have to worry about the Hulk. The the Marvel license will go away before Hulk does. Yeah. The reason the crowd levels were so low mm-hmm. that particular day is after Labor Day in September is when you want to go to the theme parks in Orlando because everyone's back at school. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in the middle of work. In the middle of the day on a Wednesday, the parks are freaking empty. Okay. All so right. that's why we were able to walk on everything except for Hagrid's because that's a brand new attraction. Hmm. Sage insight from those in the know. So there uh, you go. little free yeah. advice for you. Now, since you're in the know, have you ever have you been able to do any research upon why fucking Sweet Haven was cordoned off when we visited? That was the next thing I was going to look into. Because I, I was about to start crying right there. <laughs> I really, really doubt it's going anywhere. It's got to be for some kind of maintenance. Okay. Especially since it's the downtime. They don't yeah. need, like, everything running all the time. Yeah. Because they had I- everything closed off. It wasn't just the bilge barges. It wasn't just wimpies. And it wasn't just... Uh, <laughs> Me ship the Wimpies has been closed for three years. Yeah, yeah I've I know. never nobody, seen nobody that really thing paid open. attention to Wimpy's anyway. It's just commissary food. But still, it was like uh, it, that's like as somebody who's like super duper into Popeye since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Due to the movie, oddly enough, not the cartoons. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was so cool to see manifest to be given like three dimensions, much like Springfield. You know, it's like oh shit, this is Sweet Haven. I could just sit here for about an hour and enjoy it. I don't get. I don't care. Um, so to see that like closed off and knowing that uh, Universal will take no prisoners when it comes to uh, maximizing their real estate, Dueling Dragons, that was my first fear. But I can right. tell you mm-hmm. that the Popeye area, Sweet Haven, is only temporary closed, set to reopen at the end of December. <sighs> it's good. refurbishment time. Refurbish it. Take care of that berg. I, uh, That's a good sign. I look forward to seeing it again. Yes. Revisiting yep. Sweet Haven. <laughs> Alright, so after all that, uh-huh. uh, you did the Hulk, and uh, we decided, alright, it is time to head over to Universal. I think it was about 1 or 2 o'clock at that point, and you've got, if you're going to do the stay and scare, you want to be in the park, I think it's before 4.30, because mm-hmm. then they start closing it out, they kick everyone out who doesn't have a Halloween Horror Night ticket. Right. We decided we were going to go over to Finnegan's, and just sit down, have like a quick little eat, a drink, whatever. Yeah. Then that's uh, when the skies opened up. Yeah. This is a funny thing about Finnegan's. It's like one of those uh, institutions left on Universal property that still tries to get away with the uh, whole movie set facade. Yeah. Because I, because roughly 70% of it still looks like an Irish bar, but then you see like the uh, the flats and uh, behind, the, uh, behind where the drywall is stenciled. 
that used to be like all over the place. Like, oh, you're not just visiting a theme park, you're actually visiting a working movie set, even though that was just kind of, <laughs> it was mildly bullshit. Um, but Finnegan's yeah. is since movie it's set like, slash Irish pub. Yeah, movie slash 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 uh, uh, puke cavern. It uh, <laughs> <laughs> is what the is what they were possibly going for. Um, and there was just like golfing and boxing imagery all over the place. And I'm surprised they didn't have like uh, wistfully com- black wistfully composed uh, black and white photos of potatoes just hanging out all over the place. <laughs> since they're going hard stereotype. No, but they did have uh, an Irish singer singing uh, Oasis. Up to a point. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. You kind of went there. Uh, he was doing like mainly dirges, and then all of a sudden he like breaks out the Georgia satellites, and <laughs> I I'm guess like, he beca- what? Excuse me. <laughs> I guess he began recognizing that all of Orlando started drifting in to the bar area, and he was like, "All right, well, here's that crowd. Might as well whip out some favorites." Yeah, it was about that time we were thinking, "All right, maybe we'll just head on out and just wait in line for the stuff to start opening." That's when it started to rain heavily. Yeah, thunder was roaring the rain was pouring and we were like i think i'm gonna order coffee how about you coffee yeah coffee let's have a coffee <laughs> now it would have between the blues brothers outside and the irish guys singing inside i was wait i was hoping somebody's gonna do country road Some, <laughs> someone's gonna do it <laughs> it never happened i wanted to go up there with a napkin request but i also didn't want to be the <laughs> douchebag that day that requested country roads because you know there's at least one guy each day yeah so shit that was our time at Finnegan's. Um, then we decided that was enough of that. We need to actually go out and do some Halloween Horror Nights. Well, that was like that was like the first of a handful of like stop and snack trips that we had throughout the course of the evening. Uh, it was the pizza fries later on. I think we did like a couple of snacky things between then and there also. Because you got to keep your calorie count up. Because you're sweating buckets. Well, I sure as hell was. Holy right. God. And B, there's the um, there's the passive walkout or the passive workout, and not just walking from location to location, but then also screaming your ass off, uh, <laughs> at least you know during some of the more strenuous attractions. But we didn't do uh, we didn't do a whole lot of walking because we had express passes. Which about yes. time I got to do that. That those those fucking things paid for themselves. Holy shit! That yeah. was a smart move on your part. That well, little backstory. I uh-huh. went. I, I, Back in uh, August, I bought a frequent fear pass, which mm-hmm. allows you to get into every single night of the months of September for Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. So September was coming up, <clears throat> and Alicia tells me, you know, I'm not working this particular Friday. Why don't you go and use your, the first of your passes? And I was looking, I was like, okay, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, I'm not yeah. working Saturday. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Mm. And then I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm like, oh, I wonder when they open. Oh, this particular Friday is the very first Friday and the very first night for Halloween Horror Nights. Right. Oh, shite. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the thing where you stay in scare, you get into the park, you get mm-hmm. corralled into a little area, you wait an hour, you wait another hour in a different area. It was two and a half hours of waiting, but I was able to move along into houses before the rest of the general public. But was it, was it too much of like a throng at the beginning there? Because they it usually... was a very heavy... Uh, crowd because I decided the, the way you want to do it. Okay. If you're if you're on the outside of the park waiting to get uh, waiting to get in at 6:30, mm-hmm. my best advice for you is to go to the back of the park, hit those houses first because they always seem to have less of a wait time. Yeah. And then mosey your way to the front because it's going to have a long wait regardless. Maybe by closer to the end of the night, depending on what night it is. As opposed to our trip, which was a little bit different. 
Well, our trip had to work a little differently, not the way I wanted to do it. Uh Uh-huh. Because when they first opened for the people inside the park, they only had Ghostbusters and Stranger Things open. Yes. So we had to do those first. Like, well, all right, might as well. Let's go with the best house first. Yeah. Those are the two big draws, so of course people are going to congregate around those. All the other houses we passed on the way to them just said closed, or they weren't open at that moment. Yeah. So I, I guess we have to do Ghostbusters and Stranger Things. So, <laughs> Ghostbusters, I went on it opening night, and then I went on it with you. Yeah. What uh, What were your thoughts, Corey? Uh, Ghostbusters uh, just about made me shit myself, but not not out of like sheer fear and terror. <laughs> because Out of joy. It's Ghostbusters, but out of joy. It was so fucking clever. I, f- I flipped the fuck out at the fact that they incorporated Pepper's Ghosts effects into the into the ghosts. Yes. Which we hadn't really seen in any of the haunted houses up till that point. It's always been, what, human performers. But a lot of the ghosts within Ghostbusters have to be disembodied. They have to, uh, they have to, I don't know, they have to be uh, composed of, like, uh, at least an otherworldly sort of, a, of an illusion, some sort of a presentation that sets itself apart from... They have to look incorporeal. Yeah, they have to. They have to be. They have to be. More importantly, they have to be divided from the human performers. And when I saw them using like traditional theater and magician techniques in order to pull that off, I was just like screaming internally. And it just happened to be for the fucking Ghostbusters, which <laughs> I know it's kind of like the prototypical nerd thing to be into that shit by now because it's pop culture and stuff, and it's like part of the pop culture deluge that so many people are trying to escape from right now. But I, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I was like, in the, in, I've been into Ghostbusters for a very, very long time, and to see that made my little, my, made my like inner seven year old just fucking <laughs> break down, and I don't know, wish for, wish for a time machine to go back to, so I could, you know, show those little assholes how things, how things work out in the future. But anyway, it was great. Yeah. But did you notice that they used uh, some of those, uh, some of those show props for a couple of the set pieces? Like I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, especially the Gozer door. I was like, I know you. And oh, you know um, what? That That's something that I noticed. Uh-huh. There were a couple of actors, I guess because we were uh, going through the house very early uh-huh. in the day, like when it first opened. There were a couple of actors missing that were there on my first walkthrough. Oh, really? One of uh, them was the gatekeeper, mm-hmm. Sigourney Weaver's character. Yeah. Just looking incredible uh-huh. <laughs> with that red outfit on uh-huh. a slab of concrete, legs outstretched. I wanted to stop traffic and look at that for a little bit. Well, just, you, yep, write it in, because you got the yeah. Rob Zombie scare yeah. zone. <laughs> scare zone. Oh, it only got on better night. throughout the night. Yes. Oh, so. but the other the other actor we didn't see on our walkthrough was, there was a Gozer actor. Oh, really? Yeah, and she he wasn't there when, uh, when we were walking through. It could have been just too early, or I don't know what the deal was. See, I kept looking out for Walter Peck, because you hear him while walking through the maze, but he never pops out anywhere. Not that I know of. I don't remember seeing a Walter Peck character anywhere. Nope. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Every solid group of heroes needs a foil. <laughs> um, and of course, in that movie, it, was actually, it wasn't actually Gozer, it was Bureaucracy. Yeah, it, w- it was great. Uh, the Pepper's Ghost effects, uh, Timely Scares... It was just all those touches just made that maze. And I know we got to shut up about because there's 10 other houses to talk about. But that was the best one of the night for me, like, by far. And it was a licensed house, too. So Yeah, usually those aren't as good as this one was. but Yeah, for the most part, they just ride on the license and expect people to get into it, you know, uh, get into it by virtue of those 
uh, features, but uh, this one was legitimately uh, a step ahead. Yeah, of, uh, I, I the thoroughly house. enjoyed it. It was mm-hmm. probably the house of the night. Yeah. But let's talk about some of the other ones. The next one we did was the Stranger Thing house, because that's the only other one that was open. Right, yeah. Uh, I wasn't as wild uh, by it as well, as I was last year because uh, they stripped the cold open gimmickry, um, and I thought that was I thought it was really cool the way that they presented it last year with like not only showing you the uh, the opening scene of the first episode but then by also immersing you into the actual title screen the the graphics yeah with the theme blaring and you, you just see the you know stranger things the, the, the title on this massive screen in front of you and yeah, then you the walk whole time you're, you're in that room with the 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 video playing and you're like all right who's gonna jump out of me no yeah. one just keep going <laughs> um in the red and in the child actors that they got for that uh exhibit were really impressive because you know, oh my was, god yes. i'm still trying to figure out how they were able to pull that off but one thing that you noticed was that the child actors were no more for this one. They seemed a little older or <laughs> different sex altogether. One of them had a cigarette, and I was like, what's that about? <laughs> you have tattoos. <laughs> the other one jumped out at us and was like, nobody takes Medicaid, you know? <laughs> so I was trying to figure out uh, what, he, what exactly what exactly Lucas was talking about there. But um, <laughs> like with most haunted houses, uh, a couple of times you're going to see mannequins standing because they, an actor just can't stand there the whole time. Right. But I noticed that on our walkthrough, there were a couple of times where a mannequin's arm or like say he was holding a gun mm-hmm. or something along those lines was being held up by a string. Uh-huh, yeah. Like the, the joint or something had given away and they just needed to hold it in place. Just hold it for another month. That's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah. There is a mildly chintzy quality to it, but I, I under, but it's understandable that they had a lot of pressure to not just make it work, but to cram two seasons of narrative into a single house. That's actually the most impressive thing. Yeah. Y- yeah. Yeah. So it, it was not a bad house, but the thing is that we started with the best house of the night and. It's not likely that any of the other houses is going to be able to like hold a candle to it. Stranger Things was still cool, not as cool as Ghostbusters, but definitely worth. But definitely would have been worth the wait. I feel. Yeah, I think Stranger Stranger Things the house last year was better than one this year, but mm-hmm. that's not without saying this year's was oh, bad. It was actually I, pretty damn good. Yeah, I think it was, I think last year was they had something to prove though, so a lot of interesting shit had to happen. Um, afterwards we did Nightingales. Nightingales, which was one Blood of my pit. Which is one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite non-licensed uh, houses because it was like it was steep content or steep concept, not content. I don't know. I think it might have been the concept that carried it all the way for me. I mean, they they had a couple of like illogical or predictable scares and shit. Probably a lot of predictable scares, but I just like this idea that they were trying to they were trying to like issue commentary upon like a slave trade that hasn't been extant for a couple thousand years. Meanwhile trying to build a thoroughly believable representation of the Roman Empire. This is one of very few haunted houses that you can see during Halloween Horror Nights that is set in a historical context. Like a deeply historical context. Not like not like in the Antebellum South or something like that, because you can do Southern Goth easily. But the Holy Roman Empire? Damn. <laughs> that was a, that's a pretty deep cut. <laughs> Definitely an interesting period piece to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea behind it was, uh, and this is this is what I can only get uh, from assuming via the pace of the narrative. Um, slaves were uh, 
slaves were being murdered and then somehow being assimilated by harpies and then getting revenge on their slave masters. Is that about the long and the short of it? You know what? Yeah, that, that sounds about right. I have the official write-up here. It uh-huh. says, In an ancient Roman arena, uh-huh. grisly creatures are drawn to dead and dying gladiators with nothing protect you, your history. <laughs> that's, that's, usefully, that's usefully vague, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, that, was, that was really cool because of the uniqueness of it. That was like my... Um, I forget what the name of this other one was from uh, last year, where it was basically just like you walking through a Lovecraft uh, sort of a castle uh, like a scary tale. Uh, not scary tales, although that one was pretty funny. It was something else. Then I no, we went with each other last year, yeah. wasn't it? So it would have been the year before. But yeah, it was like my dark horse of the of the evening. It was pretty cool. Uh, Depths of Fear was the other dark horse. Yeah, that's that was the next one we did. Uh huh. I had not done that one on night one, so it was brand new to me as well. Yeah. And it was campy as shit. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> it was but campy. In the best of way. That is it, not a criticism, by the way. Yeah, it was. It was as if uh, it was a Roger Corman film with a budget, a decent budget. <laughs> and I think, and thinking of thinking about this, like later on in that night, it's possible that the edge from that house could have been diminished by the fact that we keep we kept seeing like unionized queues of monster fishmen leaving for lunch break. <laughs> Just a parade of, of piranha men just yeah. walking down the parking lot. Yeah, just like heading on out being like, oh, what do you think the commissary's got for us today? I was like, I don't know, Polish people? Uh. <laughs> yeah, Depths of Fear, a mining corporation has built an installation in deep waters infested with something monstrous. Yeah. There's no escape for your watery grave. It was giant fish. That's what the monstrous thing was. Massive piranhas who eat people uh, on the clock and off. All right, you think we're having Southern today? I don't know. I guess a couple of people from Fort Myers could be here. Um, <laughs> just to keep going with that joke. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but um, that one was that one was cute. It was it was funny. It was like a fun, more fun than scary house. Uh, because some of the scares were like a little. Um, they were pretty clever. Like I remember, like the uh, people reaching out from above you, but yeah. with the worm puppets, <laughs> yeah. which was pretty unique. Um, and the and the costumes just look so endearingly cheap that I couldn't I couldn't not love it for what it was it was strangely enough this is on the same night that there was a or on during the same event the same year that there was a killer clowns from outer space and it looked more <laughs> Roger Corman-esque than that movie did <laughs> that's a hell of a leap that's like Homer jumping over the gorge on a skateboard <laughs> and landing it Next one was one that I was really, really looking forward to for you to see uh-huh. because I loved it the first time I was on it, and that yeah. was Graveyard Games. Yes, <laughs> which, which was great. Um, but I think throughout the entire maze, I might have been a little bit too preoccupied with the obnoxious uh, teenage antagonist getting murdered at some point uh-huh. because there wasn't a whole lot for me to be scared by, although I was really loving all the uh, all the set dressing and stuff. I mean, it was first it was the graveyard, and then you're like in someone's... You're like in someone's backyard, and then there's like a like a junkyard at some point. It's just a lot of yards, I suppose. That was the running theme. Um, and then at the end, the uh, you see one of the teenagers like slam herself against the uh, against the fence, and you're like, help me! And you're just kind of like, <laughs> no. I got a dollar. Yeah, I got I got a dollar. It's <laughs> um, pretty much all I can do for you, though. There's no convenience stores anywhere nearby. Uh, <laughs> by the way, you're gonna get murdered. Um, 
guess I don't have to give you a ride home. <laughs> guess you don't need any. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, the concept was funny. Um, it was uh, driven by social media. These two assholes seek to become influencers by uh, spray painting a bunch of gravestones and stuff. Guy's not a very good artist, in my opinion. Um, Work on your calligraphy, dude. I think the scariest thing about that particular maze were the aliens that they had hired in order to write what they thought were believable social media posts for the <laughs> uh, for the uh, 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 for the lead-in out front, which was uh, which is a pretty uh, innovative way to uh, set the entire narrative up to put that scroll on a garage door. Mm-hmm. But reading the post was pretty damn painful. I I didn't even make it that far because were, that they because it was yeah like a timeline of like. My FaceTime or something like that. Yeah, I mean, have you have you ever seen like uh, have you seen like a social media account for a politician try to emulate uh, shitpost format? It's like that. It's fucking terrible. Anyway, um, so there was Graveyard Games, um, and then there was next to that Universal Monsters. Universal Monsters, which was that finally, is a house that looked like they spent a lot of money on because they finally gave these gave those things their due. How do you sit on a legacy property for that much that is so closely related to horror shit that other horror industries are built on top of and not have a haunted house for it? Like have they ever done have they ever done Halloween Horror Nights using those using those characters? To my knowledge, no, unless it was very early on and they were more about um Hey, let's uh, let's create our own thing, like uh, the, the the clown that they used for the first five or ten years. Yeah, Jack the Clown. It was bullshit. That was bullshit, and it's kind of I don't know. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit ponderous that it took them this long in order to create this this sort of. It seemed almost tributary, didn't it? Yeah, but at the same time, I'm glad we got it. It's better late than never. Yeah. Well, me, oh, me too. And they did a really good job in the house also. Um, unfortunately, it just didn't stick out that much. By the way, one thing I want to bring up. What was uh, one of the th- one of the reasons that we liked uh, Slaughter Cinema so well? Uh, it never seemed to take itself seriously, and it's the end monster. The end monster, right. It, Slaughter Cinema went kind of out of its way to set itself apart from the other houses that were uh, that were uh, that were uh, inattentive uh, that were attentive that night. And it seemed like every house that was there this year stole that end gag. Where you, like, see the door, there's none of a black curtain, so you're like, oh, okay, we're done. And all of a sudden, somebody jumps out at, the like, the last second. Yeah. And it was like, okay, it's clever for this thing, because this thing was meta. You get it? It works. <laughs> all right? I don't give a shit that, like, all of a sudden, Egon is at the end trying to scare me, because he fucking doesn't belong here. <laughs> Frankenstein, I mean, get behind that curtain. You're not a fucking grindhouse movie yeah exactly <laughs> why are you not in your lab get back on the bed that bed with this <laughs> with the steel belts that is curiously uh, lacking a uh, 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 a catheter <laughs> so universal monsters was there uh, i like how they like combined all of the monsters at the end but it was kind of like um i mean it, when the wolfman and the frankenstein weren't there frankenstein's monster sorry for those of you who are yeah, yelling yeah. at the radio right now yeah um, i did it too I'm guilty. It was kind of like a... It was it was a bit of a boner fest. It was kind of like a dance party without the music. Yeah, because in the Dracula section, it was just one one shot of Dracula, and then a whole lot of Dracula's nymph crowd, all of his groupies. And then once you got past that, it was the Bride of Frankenstein, and I cannot be scared by the Bride of Frankenstein, because... <laughs> because you can't. 
<laughs> I don't have to go any more detail than that, I believe. Nope, nope. Right, thank you. I mean, it's like watching the Munsters, and all of a sudden, Lonely Munster shows up, and you're like, I'm not supposed to be scared of that, right? <laughs> That's why I'm tuning in. Exactly, yes. <laughs> so, without getting too lascivious, it was a little less impactful than the other houses. Um, after, uh, after, after the after Monsters... After that, we took a little break, and we did Men in Black. Yes, we did. Literally walked on. Yeah. And one day, that. we're going to take that tour of the, of the floor show. We wanted to, but it, they weren't doing that for Halloween Horror Nights, and that's probably something useful to know for other people that want to go for uh, event scheduling. After Men in Black, we went and did uh, Academy of Villains, which did not close on us this time around. <laughs> there were no catastrophic accidents this year! Yeah, Yay last year, for the villains! <laughs> last year, the fire alarm went off halfway through the show, and uh-huh. they had to evacuate us, so... I never got to see it last year, but from what I've seen online, the videos from last year and what we saw this year, Mm -hmm. this year was better. The thing about Academy of Villains is that when uh, they first debuted it, their, I guess, their uh, theme was quasi-steampunkish, because at the time, steampunk was kind of like on its way out, so everybody just came out and did like a Blue Man Group type of a presentation with no real explicit theme, but everybody was wearing waistcoats and had bowlers on, and had, like, skulls painted on their faces. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I get it. Um, and then the next year they did Cyberpunk because, you know, Cyberpunk is kind of like a... It's a trend right now. Um, and then uh, I think earlier in this year, I kind of made the observation that heading into 2019, 2009 was when Steampunk started becoming popular at the beginning of the aughts, or at the beginning of the teens for the 2000s. So I'm like, you know what? I bet this is going to be cyclical. I bet you anything that Steampunk's going to be coming back in this year. Big fucking surprise. Academy of Villains does something that is like explicitly steampunk. As a matter of fact, it's kind of based on uh, the Jekyll and Hyde story. With zombies, more or less. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And they did that but, really well. Because that yeah, was they like, did. That was their forte. Because that was how they used to present their, their other acts. At least peripherally, you know? So that was really cool. I really love that shadow dancing bit, though. It's too bad that the... Uh, this isn't going to be a YouTube-wise thing, but... Uh, did, were you able to get footage of that onto the other video? I did get footage of it, and I found a way around uh, playing the music. Splendid! Farts? No? Nah, I don't think that would have done it. Oh, uh-huh, okay. Well, either way, I'm, I'm, uh, it's a good thing that uh, some of that made its way on, because uh, it would be a real pisser if, uh, uh, if that show went away. More people need to know. The Academy of Villains is definitely worth a stop. And people, people were bitter about like Bill and Ted leaving. It's like, you don't remember Bill and Ted. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it was pretty cool. I was mm-hmm. talking about it on Twitter and uh, a number of I guess uh, cast members from Academy of Villains and its creator uh-huh. uh, like those tweets. So that's a no little... Shit! Yeah, a little bragging on my end there. Nice! Well, uh, that's, that's great. Uh, they ought to stick around for as long as possible. As long as their knees hold out. Because <laughs> those dudes do some sick-ass jumps. <laughs> So after that, we just walked right over to uh, House of a Thousand Corpses because it was right next door. Mm-hmm. Uh, hadn't seen the movie. I know you hadn't seen the movie. So yeah. the whole thing was like, wow, that's pretty cool. What is it? There's a lot of impressive presentation. This, the Sid Haig stand in they got was uh, uh, was spot on. Uh, the impre- the uh, presentation was, uh, was standout. 
It's just that I had no fucking idea what was going on because I had never sadly <laughs> seen the movie. And I know as like a horror movie person, that is kind of an unforgivable sin, but it's just... Rob Zombie doesn't make his way across my radar a whole lot. Well, after that, we did some more Rob Zombie with the Rob Zombie Hellbilly Deluxe Scare Zone. Yeah, which, which had nothing scary about it. Yeah, it should be just be called Hellbilly Deluxe Zone, period. You know, it should be, it should be called the Hellbilly Deluxe Cover Your Crotch With Your Hand Zone, is pretty much <laughs> all that should have been. Hellbilly Deluxe Living Centerfold Zone. And it had a little bit of everything for everybody. Oh my god. That... In- including a dude in a robot suit for all you metallurgists out there. Yep, they had the, the robot guy, they had... Living Dead Girl. Uh, the the Living Dead Girl and the Salesman. Uh-huh. That was one of my, actually my favorite part of that scare zone, because they looked so good. Yeah, with that uh, with that faux uh, German Impressionist background that they did their little pitch on, that was really yeah. neat. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that. Uh, they had, uh, speaking of Nazis that can't wear Nazi uniforms, they had a... <laughs> They had one of the Nazi women from the uh, the trailer that he directed for Grindhouse up near the that, front. Oh, oh, the the more scantily clad one, yes. Oh, the more scantily clad one as opposed to the ones that are reasonably scantily clad that are walking throughout the zone. Yeah, they had a couple of go-go dancers <clears throat> standing on towers oh, just that's grinding. Right. The go-go dancers, which you could actually see from across the lagoon. Yeah. Because the flames were shooting out through the tops. It was a hell of a thing. It was not a scare zone, though. <laughs> no. It's it's something I wouldn't mind coming back to future Halloween Horror Nights, and it was definitely themed to fit. But the dudes walking by you, or excuse me, the performers walking by you, you're just like, Hi, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you're trying to unnerve me right now, but I'm just kind of wondering what you're doing later tonight. <laughs> When I just you, wanted to prop up a chair and just sit back and people watch. Yeah. <laughs> when do you when do you get off from torturing people? When are you done with that? <laughs> are you doing that forever and ever and ever? All right, I'm down. I'm down with that. Sure. So that was the Rob Zombie's erstwhile or dubiously named scare zone. <laughs> yeah. So after that, we did Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and we had a great photo app off uh, with that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was a windfall of uh, of a uh, camera of tourism opportunity there. Yeah, walked so, right, hugged two killer clowns with both arms wrapped around them, just <laughs> grab them, pull them in. Like, it's like th- three friends who haven't seen each other in years, just uh, having a you huddle went hug. All in on that squeeze too, which was great. And I realized afterwards I probably hurt one of them, and I had yeah. no intention of doing that. Oh, they look rugged. They're from outer space. You know yeah. what's pretty interesting about that is that as soon as you let go, I mean, it, you it's you can take it for granted that they're clowns. They're gonna hug you back. That's what they do. They didn't kill you. How about that? No, but I, I think I could feel one of them rolling their eyes at me. <laughs> it was cool. I was I was trying to like ham it up too, and I failed miserably. So I think you got the photo of the night. Nah, we, it both worked. Yeah. So well, uh, then maybe. we did the the killer clown's house. The killer clown's house. Uh, one of the dumbest, stupidest houses I've ever done, and the most fun at the same time. Yes, it, it was. It was like topping the ranks of the fun house because I believe that that was this year's. Uh, I believe that that was this year's Slaughter Cinema, because it was given. Well, it, the, the other thing about Slaughter Cinema that we don't talk about a lot is texture, mm-hmm. and since that movie came from that era of straight to video, uh, low budget filmmaking or guerrilla horror movie making. Um, it had to feel like it was and a lot of the haunted houses don't really if they do feel like the thing that they're trying to emulate then they've more than done their job and this house did exactly that 
Yeah, um, this one made me feel like I was walking through the movie. Yeah, because the clowns were they weren't scary. They weren't scary here either. But they were disturbing, and more importantly, they were amusingly grotesque. Like they're just kind of standing in the background waving, and then uh, the one guy with the uh, the little guy with the boxing gloves constantly yeah. punching them together in front of you was really cool. Um, but then there was like that giant clown at the end where you're like, oh, okay, we didn't expect that, but that's fucking nice. Oh, Clownzilla? <laughs> Clownzilla. That was impressive. Yeah. And then they got away with like a with like a poltergeist uh, style gag at the end with a giant clown face uh, coming at you as you pass it. I missed that one. Did you? I think I I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember this. Man, you must have been exhausted by then because that sort of thing is hard to miss. And by the way, for the people who are wondering, yes, the girl clowns are there. So yeah, if you're uh, if you're fitting to get an autograph, feel free. Complete with wolf whistles. Complete with wolf whistles. I'm glad you noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So Killer Clowns was then, and then we did Us, which was we did Us. Yeah. Which was a little. That's bit... the one I want to talk about for a second. Go ahead. Uh, all right. Now you and I again. This is another one that you and I had not seen the movie. I really want to see the movie. It's just, I, I do had, like, too. I had no frame of reference for the house, so it wasn't scary to me. It was kind of scary for me. At least you know what the very end of that house scared the piss out of me. Oh, well, with all the people standing. Yeah, they're all holding hands, and you don't know it, it because of the strobes or uh-huh. whatever. You can't tell who's a mannequin, who's a real one, until yeah. you look at them, and they're already in your face. That's true. The music was really good too. I that soundtrack was was fucking amazing. Another yeah. reason I want to. I'm looking forward to watching the movie. Um, but what's the story that you had? I think up to a month before Halloween Horror Nights started, mm-hmm. I kept checking out speculative websites and like they were trying to guess all right it's probably going to be this it's going to be that and a lot of people were thinking it was going to be a house called tooth fairy Uh uh-huh and i don't know what exactly happened but it's starting to look like they were wanting to go in one direction with this house Mm -hmm. it fell through and then they inserted us Mm -hmm. literally at the last second just threw it together as fast as that's how i think it went down huh because it seemed like a whole lot of the Us house was built specifically for that context. Especially when you go through the uh, the trick with the repeat entrances. Right. Which was pretty good, which was pretty damn cool. Because it brought back memories of Poseidon's Fury. You know, before it sucked. Yeah, <laughs> well. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. That is something I want to look into. But I think that's my opinion is they were wanting to do something else. Maybe us landed in their lap, and they're like, you know what? We've got to do this. This show, this movie is kicking ass. We yeah. got to make a house out of it. Yeah, it would have been pretty easy to reconstitute too, because you didn't have to do a lot of makeup or anything. You know, there's gore makeup, of course, but like no monster or creature effects or anything like that. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Huh? The other reason I think that us was thrown together the last second is obviously the cast of the movie is of a certain. They black. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, let's not dance around it. <laughs> There have been photos going around Twitter uh-huh. of people, uh, scare actors, where they are wearing masks, but you can see their race underneath, uh, around the neck and around their wrists. I'm calling Poe on that, because it's not like they're lacking in the resource pool back at uh, back at Central Casting. Right. That's a really stupid thing to do. I and don't you know, know what the situation is. Maybe it. it it could be fake. That's the other thing I got that, to I consider. I think it's very fake. You know how people on Twitter, they have like no boundaries for chasing Clive. They'll just oh, right, make some shit up. But it looked up. like it was authentic, like it came from a photo from inside the house. Well, all you have to do is take a photo inside a dimly lit house with a really bad mask on. 
just make sure that you don't have a tan or anything. <laughs> just so that there's enough contrast to show up for the photo. I don't know. I'm calling shit on that. Because how much harder would it be to find somebody that fits the visual profile of the character that you're trying to cast on that night? Even if, like, 20 people called out right before right before they were about to open the gates. You could at least go... Here's the thing about central casting at Universal. When performers are not performing on any given night, or they have too many performers for another night, they will put them in other... Administ- they will put them in other... Um, uh, fiduciary roles. I hope that's the word I was looking for. Uh, whether it be uh, whether it be manning a storefront or whether it be uh, 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 doing the pictures or something else, it's not like they have these people for these specific roles. They will audition for everything and make sure that you can pull off those jobs, even the menial ones. And you know what I just thought of? Remember huh. how I was telling you back in Ghostbusters, who missing a couple of actors? Yeah. I think they would rather go that route. Let's miss a couple of actors and not get accused of doing blackface. Yeah. And given that you just said that, it makes the whole idea seem even fucking stupider. So if you ever see anybody passing this rumor along, take it for granted that they're just trying to get people pissed off so they get a bunch of retweets. Because I guess that's how social media values a human being nowadays. You know, every time every time I go on one of these rants, I always say, well, that's a rant for another day, but I hope that other day never fucking comes. (laughs) Because you'll have so much fucking editing to do, you'll 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 have to take three days off of vacation just to get it all done. <laughs> That's dumb. That's <laughs> our next house. Dumb. Yeah. 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 It was stupid as hell. Uh, let's get on to our next house, which is one that I was not very impressed with the first time I did it. But when then when I, I went through it again with you, uh-huh. I kind of lightened up. It's like, all right, let's just take it for what it is. You know what? It's not as bad as I thought it was. And that's uh, Yeti Terror of the Yukon. <laughs> Because we kept trying to classify the Yetis, we were yeah. Uh, yeah we were going through the entire thing and being like, all right, well we found round Yeti, but this Yeti's different. Or we, we had it was the white Yeti, it's the abominable Yeti, the Yeti that everyone knows as being the most Yeti-like. And then other Yetis began to join in on the fun, and we were like, oh, we have a crew of Yetis joining us. A little short for a Yeti, aren't you? Yeah, you're a little smiley for a Yeti. Oh, these Yetis, they were having a good old time. <laughs> they were showing us their bridge work and everything, just jollificated as fuck. And, you know, murdering, of course. Uh, of course. Yeah. It's going to happen. I don't know. This was very, uh, this was this was some uh, ham-fisted anti-Harry and the Hendersons propaganda. So if you find that sort of a thing not to your taste, then you might want to skip but everybody else who knows that the Yetis like to eat people anyway, not because they find joy in it, but because they just have to, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be entertained. Are the food chain. Yes, yes. It's evolution, of course. So Yeti was fun. Um, and oddly enough, we didn't, I don't know, did we get to see Swamp Yeti anywhere in it? No, did he show no up? Swamp Yeti. Ugh. That would have been great because the same people who made Grind uh, Slaughter, Slaughter Cinema, Cinema made Yeti. Oh, really? So I was thinking, yeah, because I was thinking maybe they'll slip Swamp Yeti in there just once, uh-huh. somewhere. But just to be, just not because. that I could tell. <laughs> that's a bummer. And it I wasn't know, a green Yeti. By the way, if anybody uh, if anybody that's listening to it is a hardcore Halloween Horror Nights fan, I want to know where to get those Slaughter Cinema t-shirts from. Because we saw a bunch of people wearing different ones, uh, from Pumpkin Guts, um, and um, the uh, de- Baby Demon from Hell from last year. Yeah. Um, the movie posters that they drew up to uh, to iconize every movie. A group of people is wearing shirts made out of those posters. Yeah, if anybody finds that, share that with us on our Discord. That yeah. would be very helpful. Yes. Not to be too on the nose. 
but uh, but, I, but I'll kill for one. How about that? You know what? I'd send you some swag if you find that info. How about that? Shit. All some right. Stickers and a button. You've made him go whole hog uh, consumer whore just for those shirts. But they got to find it first. But they have to find them first. Yes. Yeah, so that's your side quest. Your main quest being survive uh, life. You know, on a daily basis, swamp yeti. like you do, and uh, yes, and escape the swamp yeti. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we got out of there, we went to another scare zone. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one that probably would have looked better if we hit it at twilight or yeah. when it was still just barely bright out. Because once the sun was down, it was just walking amongst the shadows in the fog. The Vikings undead scare zone. Yeah, which uh, honestly I didn't give too much of a shit about because it was where the twisted tradition and the trick or treat scare zones were the previous years. So it's kind of bitter. Uh, yeah, the lighting in that area mm-hmm. needed to be a little better because you couldn't. I mean, you're not supposed to see them jump out at you, but hell, uh, the uh, Anarcade scare zone was lit up like crazy, and that's mm-hmm. that worked like gangbusters. The Anarcade was somebody who is on downtime between movie sets, and he was <laughs> like, he was like a movie set out, like a set designer alchemist, and he was like, all right, I gotta use this for something, and they were like. I don't know. It's just an arcade. It's an oversized arcade cabinet. It's an oversized arcade cabinet. And then pull some strings and then it got set up at Universal and it was it was goddamn amazing. Unfortunately, it was also really brief. There was like four arcade stalls at like giant electron uh, electronomicons would uh, pop out of and you know chase after right. you on stilts wrapped in neon and whatever else. But the I'm cool thinking the way that they anticipated having it was uh-huh. when you walk into the park, you take that first right. Yeah. And then you start hitting everything. Then you come all the way around. You do Stranger Things and Ghostbusters. And then an arcade scare zone is what you see as you're leaving the park. Right. So maybe yeah. that it's kind of like the finale. The typical counterclockwise move. Yeah. Yeah. And the first time we saw an arcade, it was like it was it was literally daylight outside. So we saw all the set pieces without any of the uh, any of the mood right everything's powered down but I don't think they've been able to cover all that right it was too large but that was really neat what they were able to pull off afterwards they actually did have properly running arcade machines in there not like the vintage arcade they had set up at the end of the park which was really neat by the way um, but they had like a custom made pixel uh, pixel reconstitutions of um, various horrific scenes. Just yeah. like generically horrific scenes, like somebody's getting stabbed, and uh, there's two race cars. One like runs the other one off the track, and there's blood and stuff. But that was really neat, um, and I kind of got into that in a, in, a, in a big way, simply because of the symbolism or the the imagery. Uh, but that was like the last scare zone, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the last thing. Before we left, we. Mm-hmm. Got ourselves some pizza fries because this is like the thing that all vloggers were talking about. It's like, oh, pizza <laughs> fries are wonderful. They're great. And I'm yeah. like, all right, uh, they're going to be okay or they'll be yeah, just god-awful terrible. They were fucking good. Now, here's why they were good. Because they were the, simple? Because they were french fries with pizza stuff on them. Yeah. Now, imagine, imagine <laughs> if you had homemade your own fries fresh cut from, t- from a from taters, like I mean, like burger fry style fries, and then you baked all the all the pizza stuff on them afterwards. Like if the fries were actually good, then it would be nutworthy. Mm. But they were good without that. They were good without that quality anyway, simply by yeah. virtue of what they were. The, the ultimate trash prize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The pizza fries are the trash prize. But yeah, yeah. So with the uh, with the express pass, we were done by midnight we were just looking to kill time at that point yeah it was a brief time at halloween horror nights this year which is kind of a relief because last year we were 
pretty well beaten up by the time we left, and we left right at the last minute. Yeah, we. I think we did the last house. Uh, we got in line for it, and the park closed while we were still in line, so they let us finish, and then we had to leave. Yeah. Um, now, being that is being that it is, if I do take another trip to a Halloween uh, promotional event this year, um, now I'd like to do Halloween Horror Nights again just to you know pop back around and see if I can score some of the swag that I missed out on, cause uh, cause no money. But hmm. I really do want to do uh, Mickey's Not So Scary this uh, this year. I haven't done it in a while, but mm-hmm. from what I've been seeing online, I want to do it. I mean, they have this Jack Skellington puppet that does a show over by the castle, and it yeah. is incredible. Yeah. I mean, the, well, the last time I did it was, it was a number of years ago. I think it might even have been like... God, it might have even been like 2008 or 2009, somewhere in there. And I had such a good time, like uh, like walking around cribbing candy and shit. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. I think uh, back in 2004, my workplace got us tickets. Yeah, J- yeah, just walk around getting candy. And here's the thing about some of these late night hard ticket events: mm-hmm. if it rains, that's a rain check. You can come back anytime in the next year to Magic Kingdom again. So, so the idea is that like you could be actually five hours into the event and then all of a sudden it rains and you can come back again later on? I'm not sure if that's still their policy, but it was when I went. Oh, fuck, it better be. They're making money hand over fist now. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, God, they charge more than anything. It's like, well, it's Disney. They're just generally making hand over fist. Making money. I'm sorry. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. So apparently I'm just being lewd whether I want to or not. Um... No, they're just like, they're, what? Like what's everything is their cash count out. There's like nothing filling their coffers uh, of any specificity. It's just like, well, we had a pretty good year this year, didn't we, gentlemen? Yes. From owning everything. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm pleased Let's to see. see we them. have four of the top five money-making movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, we have some of the, the most visited theme parks in the world. Mm-hmm. Our TV shows are doing gangbusters. Yep. Uh, is there any place we are failing at? Um, let's see. Epcot. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas bonuses for everybody. <laughs> now everybody hug the mouse, and in comes an actor wearing a Mickey Mouse suit, and everybody at the board table hugs him. <laughs> Not a very convincing one, either. Like yeah. a- Hi, everybody! Oh, it's Krusty the Clown. All right, whatever. <laughs> um... <laughs> So that was our big, fat Halloween Horror Nights adventure. It was fun. If I get a chance, I will go one more time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have till the end of September, which isn't much longer. So I think that's going to do it. Uh, This was just like a little recap of our trip to Halloween Horror Nights. A micro recap that still lasted over 60 minutes. Yeah, well... Because we're good like that. So I do want to point out real quick that we have a Patreon page, and we have a couple of supporters I need to give shout-outs to, one of them being Keith Gawa of the Pop-Up Filmcast. Keith, yeah! you're awesome. And another one, Adam Gumby supported us for a month, so he is getting a Cretans Guild... Crystal Crusted Delta. Crystal Crusted Delta. No, we're fresh out of those, man. You you took up the whole supply. Really? The entire yeah. the entire crate? The whole thing, man. It shipped off to you, and it said it was never received. Hmm. Anyway, Adam got himself a highball glass. You can get one, too, if you want. Also... If you think we're just pocketing all this money we get, nope, it's going right back in the podcast. And we have proof of that. Our good friend Tom Solo is this close to revealing our new seasonal logo for the Halloween season. I know what it looks like. Oh, he gave me another update of Uh what it's going to close to look like, and it looks spectacular. I'm so happy about this. Guys, you are going to love it. When it comes up, you'll be able to get it in our tea shop. 
Uh, brain just shut off. <laughs> <laughs> do I do I have to get the uh, do I have to get the uh, uh, the car uh, the jumper cables? Well, no, because Jay always does like the the phony social media sites that don't exist <laughs> anymore. <laughs> All right, well, let's make up a couple. Because we just did a haunted house about a social media, a fake social media website. How about... Yeah, the graveyard game site. Okay, so you can find us at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Coffee, Ko-Fi, right? Yeah, actually, we do have a a coffee site, yeah. I don't think we've received anything on it. Pick out which of these are the fake social media websites. Uh, At Lumper, Plurk, Brittle Thumbs... Let me see. wait. I got a, I got another one. Oh, this is probably going to be ridiculous because I can't think of one, so it's going to be ridiculous. All right. Um, how about depth plunging testicles, which was what MySpace used to be. <laughs> and uh, oh, I can come up with a nonsense word. Hold on a second. Uh, wall fists. That one almost sounds legit, actually. That one, yeah, it kind of sounds like a social media website for people who were abused by their parents, almost. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> There's the shark I had the jump. Oh my god, that's how we <laughs> sign off. Yep. This podcast is part of the Somebodies Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies. <laughs>